0: Guys, have you ever fought a bully or were bullied in school? On this episode of the Real Roundtable, we review three o'clock high, and I try to convince Brody and Chris that three o'clock high stands the test of time.
1: Chris, roll tape.
2: The real round table. I'm Ergo the Magnificent. I could turn you into shredded meat in about uh, three seconds with this baby if I
0: wanted to. We're locked into the moon's gravitational pull.
2: What do we do? We die. I don't
1: kill men without good reason. All right, you primitive screwheads,
2: heads, listen up. See this? This. Is my boom stick?
0: Today's movie is three o'clock high. I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid growing up, the thing I hated most was bullies. And I don't know if you ever had to deal with a bully, but fighting a bully or having to deal with that 100%. situation is one of the worst things and it happens to everybody. And so today, Brody was my bully. Brody was your bully. Brody's everybody's bully. <laughs> and uh and so when it comes to 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 taking on a bully, all the fear that goes in your head, um, I thought this would be an awesome opening film for us to watch, but because we can talk about we can talk about bullies. It's a modern issue. It's a modern issue. We can talk about bullies. Well, I mean, we... it's not just modern, but... It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's through a history. history. Yeah. It's through history. It's always been... It's, it, it will always be, no matter what things you put in. Not that that's our main focus, but watch this bully and how it plays out. And to have that fear that you know you're going to have to take on the bully, what goes on in your mind. And I think this film... <laughs> does such a good job of being able to show that. And so the whole movie, this is what it's about. It's about a character named Jerry Mitchell, who uh, everybody likes Jerry. Every single person in the school likes Jerry. He has no enemies. Um, even the teachers, he's a teacher pet. All these things that go on. He's sort of and neutral. He's very neutral. Yeah, He's like not, the, he's like not the popular. Everyman.
2: I think a lot of people probably relate to the character because he's vanilla.
0: Yeah, he's vanilla. Yeah, very, very vanilla. vanilla. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah, so he's a, he's a nice guy. And so everybody likes him. And and all of a sudden he makes one mistake and the next six hours are this countdown till when he has to fight the bully. And so we're going to talk about that, but that's what it is. And the bully is probably one of the most well-known if you've watched a lot of movies and everything, but it's buddy Revell. And so, which is played by Richard Tyson. And so that's what the movie is about. So I brought this to Chris. I brought this to Brody and said, Hey, I want you guys to watch this. And give me some perspectives on what you thought. Because I think it's a classic film. This is one of those movies. I think it was a classic. When I was a kid, I saw this. I saw the preview. And Chris, I understand you watched the preview. But I saw the preview. And I just wanted to see this movie so bad. Like, I remember being... I was 10 years old when the preview came out. I remember being so excited. Like, I can't wait to see this. It still took two years before I saw it. And when I finally did get to see it, I was like... This is wonderful. Like this, this was so great. So I'm really curious tonight. So as we go through it, you'll hear my perspective, which it sounds like I love it, but I kind of want to hear what y'all's perspectives are. This is the first time both of you had seen this, and so um I'd kind of like to throw this to just over to to Chris because you saw the trailer, and so I, I'd kind of like to know what what you thought when you saw the trailer about this movie.
2: Yeah. So when I saw the trailer, I was actually kind of excited a little bit. I don't, I wasn't like over the moon. Probably like you were when you were how old when you saw 10, the movie? Ten. 10. So I definitely wasn't like a ten year old excited about the movie, but I actually thought it was going to be pretty good. Yeah,
0: I, I was looking
2: forward to watching it.
0: Brody, did you have any expectations of this or knew anything about this from?
2: I knew nothing about this movie. I never heard. <laughs> so
1: of it. from till yeah. the moment you hit play, there yeah. was no. There was nothing. Yeah. Well, yeah. except for being told that
0: it was about a bully. Right. Hmm. That's so. it. Well, let's let's jump in. We don't have to talk about everything, but I want to talk about some of the the things I think are kind of interesting and stuff. One of them is Casey, the guy that uh, plays Jerry Mitchell, and uh, our person that gives us pronunciation because I'm terrible at this. So, what what is Jerry? What is uh, Casey's last name? There, I just want to hear you say it there, Brody. See if you can say it. Shamashko. Okay, that's. I think that's right. I think <laughs> I that's you right. You have to say it with a list. So if you don't know who he is, uh, he's been in quite a few things, but uh, he was really known for uh, Young Guns. He was in the uh, Young Guns movie. He was one of the, the gunslingers. I'm pretty sure he got killed in that one. And then the other one is uh, Richard Tyson, who plays Buddy Reveille. And so uh, um, my perception, like I put all characters. Now, in like, I heard
2: that he went on to go play the villain in Kindergarten Cop.
0: He did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he was, and he was, and I think most people know him from that. Most I, people. I know don't
2: remember that. Kindergarten Cop. I have seen it, but I don't. I I couldn't place his face at all. I think he went
1: on to do a lot of like the up all night B movie. Yeah, he did. Yes, straight yes, yes. to
0: screen.
2: <laughs> I think kindergarten cop was the apex of his career. Well,
0: he was in, he was in, uh, uh Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down. He's was Wait, Black Hawk Down. And he played a medal of honor, uh, person that earned the medal of honor who got killed. Uh, the, the two snipers that come down to protect the pilot. Um, I'm not sure what the Paul's name is and everything, but they he goes down and they get killed and everything. But they knew it was a death sentence. They went down. So he's Mike, played D- Mike Durant. That's it, Mike Durant. He yeah. protected Mike Durant so that they could save him and everything. And so I think that's really neat that he played that character, so that character got to be on stage. So I didn't he, know he did that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he, he's just phenomenal.
1: He's got 15 gigs in pre-production and five in post-production. So. Right now, <laughs>
0: and he's from Alabama. So. Alabama. Richard Tyson is from Alabama? Yeah, yeah, he's from, Wh- he's from Alabama. Where's he from? Uh, is it Fairhope? I missed all that. Yeah, yeah, so they said that he gets asked more about this role, I think is what I read somewhere, than any other thing he's ever been in. Everybody's like... He's known as Buddy Ravel. Yes, he's known as Buddy Revelle. Yeah. Oh, you were in other things too? Look, yeah. can we
2: talk about this name for a second?
0: Buddy. But, Vigo.
2: <clears throat> Buddy Ravel. So it does have that sort of high school villain sound to it, right? Buddy Revel.
0: It's, you just mean by simple, just like a simple name.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, like it fits him well. Is what oh, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But I feel like the the name Buddy is so. I, is it supposed to be comical because it like, that's not. Why is his name Buddy? Th- this it does... could have been something way more
0: intimidating. Yeah, but I think it's meant that. It's, this, it's, you have to say the full name, like
2: a little bit comical. So you have
0: to say Buddy Revell. Yeah, but he's a buddy to nobody. That's the whole like. That's that opposite. He's not a buddy. He's he's the enemy of everybody in that school and people outside of that school as well. I know.
2: Every time I would hear someone say Buddy, yeah. I'm like, uh, just.
0: Uh, I just feel like you need something a little more sinister. Like you, little oh, so you think it? Uh, see, I love the name Buddy because I think it's pretty hilarious that that he is not a friend to anybody. Like he's just. Um, no one's buddy. Yeah, no one yeah. no one's buddy and stuff. So and, and he's the exact opposite everything about him is the exact opposite of, of Jerry. I mean they're they're, they're
2: Yeah, they're polar.
0: Polar. Polar opposites and stuff like that. I oh, know they
1: they say they talk about the same amount. <laughs> <laughs> buddy doesn't say much
0: in the movie. Buddy does not say much. But Jerry well and that's the thing, Buddy gives such a good job of uh, his expressions. I mean he has the same expression that whole movie except two parts, right? like he's always just angry and then when he gets when he gets his nose bloodied you see him go insane like you see his eyes go like i think he's a good actor cuz you see him going and then he smiles at the end he does that's the second one yes hey, i thought he was going to cry when he got punched. he doesn't smile i don't think he i don't think he smiles <laughs> think well it's like a smirk i like oh no it's it's barely a smirk yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, i don't know how he did his lips to move that small <laughs> amount enough for everybody to notice but he does he does a good job he does a good job so yeah, so I think yeah, I think uh, I think he's. I don't know if they could have picked a better person to play him, of all the bullies. You know what? He reminds me of the young
2: Heath Ledger. Like what Ledger. is it? Some what is that movie? Uh, something about Mary. What was he in?
1: Something about Mary.
2: Something about Mary. Yeah, so, uh, you yeah, know, he, when he has like the long hair and the leather he jacket, played, he was he's the man. bad boy. You he was know? a detective. Wait, I wait, wait, about.
0: wait! Heath Ledger and something about Mary. Isn't that, am I wrong? No, uh, Heath Ledger's not in no, Richard he's, Tyson's Richard in Tysons. Tysons is something by Mary. Yeah, he's in it. He as plays an FBI agent. He's okay. the one that they think they're well, finding. Then I'm killers. mixing
2: up two. I'm thinking of the old Heath Ledger, the young Heath Ledger. That's what he reminds me of. Oh, like back when he played the bad boy in you're the about, jeans.
0: You're talking about. He's talking about ten things I hate about you. That's it. That's it. Yes, ten things I hate about right. you. Yes, yes, and that, that's what
2: he's well. That's what I think of when I see Buddy Ravel. Like, the way he's I've dressed, the way he climbs out of the car, you know. Mr. Cool. Yeah, Mr. Cool. But doesn't like need anybody. Anti-cool,
0: like Rebel Cool, you know. Rebel Cool, and not only that, you know, but there's, there's this reputation about him, and he's fine with that reputation of being there, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't care that anybody thinks that and everything. But Buddy does have one problem. You cannot touch him everything. Can we talk about this for a second?
2: This is so dumb. The so touching? This is so dumb. There's no human that's like when you touch me, I now beat your face into look, the ground. Now
1: oh. look, I'm all in with the don't touch in the bathroom.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. I get that. Did you see the hand switch? Did anybody catch the hand switch? Look, he goes I, to shake him with his left hand, and then he realizes he's holding this jump with the other hand, yeah. and then he like he switches
0: hands, and then just stretches out the other hand, and I was like, oh my gosh. That that makes me talk, want to talk about something else in the stall. Okay. Why Privacy. do you stand? No, no, no. There's five stalls there. There were five stalls here. Why do you go to number two there? Why don't you go to an ed- everybody? Every time I go in, I go to an edge. It's an unspoken it's, rule. It's unspoken. You go to an edge if you're by yourself and everything. Not only does he go to the second one, which still loves leaves Buddy two spots that yeah. would be away from him. Buddy goes right beside him. Like, yeah. hey, Buddy, I don't, I don't really get that. You know, unless he just yeah. had something in his mind that he always has to go in the middle. Now like he that. just wanted to size him up.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna admit and say I have unrealistic expectations uh, on movies. And like, <laughs> so these things really, really bother me. Oh, this and it's was... like when he reached his hand out to shake his hand, I'm like, people don't do that. People don't do that. Human beings don't do you that. To shake hands there. And then when he like, he realizes that, uh, well, now Jerry has to die because he brushed my shoulder. I was like, okay, this is quite ridiculous. I'm, I can't stand. This is the, and this isn't a little thing. The it, whole movie revolves yeah. around the fact that he brushed his. Yeah, but shoulder. a
1: stranger touching me in the bathroom—that'll start a fight.
0: I, I was about. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with bro, but I'm not gonna murder you. I don't. Well, know. He doesn't say murder. He says fight at three o'clock. <laughs> I wouldn't <Fight>. postpone it. <laughs> 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 you've already slammed him up against the wall and broke the glass. Like you've uh, already shown pain. Hey. Yeah, I had trouble me. with this through the whole. That movie. That is so funny because the only pr- trouble I have in the whole movie is the very front, the driving scene. Okay. And I know most people aren't, but it's so corny. And it doesn't fit in anywhere else the rest of the movie and everything. But I did notice something when I'm watching this. (laughs) Did you guys notice that they had the Gadsden flag in the front of this? Yes. I thought, why does Jerry have a Gadsden flag? That's because back then it was totally kosher. Was it? But did they even know what it meant and everything like that? Because that whole whole says, don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. And so it gives you this idea of the whole movie that... He's got this, but he doesn't really believe it. Oh, I didn't it. put those two together. That you know, makes sense. He, he never believes yeah. this. And so I've got my theory. As we go through it, you'll hear my theory start coming out.
2: So we got back to the beginning, which is where we should Yes, have we should have started. started. Where we should have started. Which, by the way, intro montage, great. Yes. Camera work. I love that stuff. It was fantastic. It was top-notch Hollywood camera work. And realistic. Even better than some.
1: Realistic. I mean, a kid is going to smell every piece of clothing in his oh, bedroom yeah, yeah. before he puts something on.
0: I do that now. Uh, I was watching this with my wife, and as he throws that in the uh, microwave, she was like, no, you can't they, do that. Okay. You can't do that. No, In your food, no.
2: You're, you're about to see how nitpicky I am. I he They montaged his finger on that microwave button way too many times. It was like four times on the microwave button. Oh, my god! like, Chris we get nitpicky. it, he's using the microwave you don't have to even multiple buttons it was like time time start and then he took then he put his pop tart in there with it yeah so he did it all over again they did it all over again and I was like I think that was okay the
0: music yeah but anyway
2: but no you're right I, Though think- I did like the montage the really good film work <laughs> well, the whole movie had really good camera work by the yes, way yes
0: the camera work is phenomenal you know I can't let you attack anything on that no uh-uh. it was perfect Especially the clocks, and, and we can talk about that later, but the clock is... is That's it, a central theme. It's an actor in this movie. I mean, the way they set it up is it is a character in this movie. Is how they look at the clock.
2: Because they use it in in so many different ways to tell the story, and they use it in the audio, in the background a yes. lot. And You hear that ticking? Yeah, it's sort of an ambient noise a lot of times when the pressure is on for Jerry.
0: Okay, let me, let me jump back just in this, okay? Let's just jump out of the podcast. Let's jump out of this movie for a second and think about the times that maybe we were in the office... When we were in trouble, and you hear that, or you're know after class is over, you got to go do something. You're you know you're in trouble. Hey, you're gonna see me after class. I mean, you can hear that too, right? I mean, you heard those kind of symbols. So they, the filmmaker, whoever, I guess the the, the guy that wrote it, the director, were, was able to take that, those fears that we had growing up, and throw that into the movie, so we will remember that kind of stuff. So to me, that's that's. So much of this, I, I don't know if you would ever say, I mean, it's no Schindler's List or anything like that, but you would be able to look at it and say, it hits so many fears that you have or so many things that you go through in high school that a lot of people don't talk about. So the only other thing I would say about the opening is the the sister. I was kind of curious about what you, you all, I mean, is that not the, I mean, she's like the sweetest person in the world. Like, I don't remember, I love my sister. I don't remember her. I don't remember her being like, she, willing to character. jump into fight for me, so.
2: Her character was quite one dimensional. Yes. You know? And there's very few lines and stuff. So there's not a lot I can say about her. I don't think that she played the role any worse or better than it was written. I don't think the actress actually had siblings and knew how they interacted.
1: <laughs> I mean, we my brother's tried to stab me before. <laughs> and he's younger by six years. I'm just saying. I don't know about tossing me some some knuckles and saying, get it. <laughs>
2: So when they paid off, Buddy. Yeah, you remember when he paid him off? Uh, paid uh, off. Paid uh, off.
0: Uh, what's his name? What was his name? But paid off the the the, the school jock, the toughest guy in school. Yeah, to they cover paid him four hundred fifty dollars. But yeah, go
2: ahead. Yeah, when he was going to cover for him, that looked like well, the fight not may not happen. Right. You know, and my wife said something about it, and I said no, the fight's definitely going to happen. It wouldn't be the movie, even without seeing the trailer. You know, the fight's going to happen. Like, something's gonna,
0: there's gonna be a clash there between the two of them at some point. I think that takes, I think that what that adds to the movie is you know it's gonna happen. So, every time he's doing something, you're like, how's this gonna fail? You know, it's like watching Roadrunner, you know, trying to, uh, Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah. You know, he's got this great plan, and but he's you're trying gonna to get figure smashed in the head with it. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay, so how, what, what, what is all gonna happen? How's he gonna get stopped on this? Especially. When he gets to the the like, and I guess we can talk about this now. But when he gets to the teacher and he tries to to get thrown out of class, and then he just passes out. I mean, they yeah. get so so over and over. I think that's part of the movie. That's what makes the movie really good to me. Is you know he's going to fight. You don't know exactly how the fight's end. More than likely, you think he's going to win because this is 1987. It's most movies have a happy ending. But how is he going to get there? Like, what ways is he going to get there?
2: Yeah, he goes through a lot of different plans of escape or plans to avoid or, or get out of it. He tries all kinds of different ways, but I mean, as you know, he eventually ends up in the hands of, of Buddy. You were talking about the jock a minute ago. Did you know that that library scene, so when he goes in and to face Buddy, yeah. when the jock goes in to face Buddy in the library, and then all the bookcases get knocked over yes. when he knocks him out. So that scene uh, was not written into the film. It wasn't part of the script. And so the writer, I heard this story from a YouTube video that I was watching with the reunion. It was a 20 or 25 year reunion. Uh, I think it's 20 year reunion. Maybe anyway, but they were discussing that particular uh, day. They were filming the library and some of the screenwriters came on set and asked them what they were filming or whatever. And he said that they were filming the library scene and they were very confused. And he was like, library scene? We didn't have a library scene. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sure that, that Phil just threw it in there. <laughs> like on the fly, decided we're going to use the library and wrote up a scene for it and then played it out. The writers didn't have
0: anything to do with it. I didn't see that. I didn't see what you're talking about. I did read an article that talked about that, that scene and it said Phil, Gina, Jonah, Jonah, the director, the guy he he always said Richard Tyson was the guy he wanted. Apparently Richard Tyson had a, to audition like seven or eight times, I don't remember, but fourteen. Was it fourteen? Okay. So it was unbelievable. He kept auditioning. But but, the, but the director yeah. but the director was like, No, this is the guy. This yeah. is the guy I want and everything like that. And when they got to that scene in the library, they asked him two things two things happened number one they asked uh richard tyson what would you do if a guy put his fingers on you like what would bed what would buddy do yeah and he said well he'd break his finger and then right. punch him and uh and they said could you do that and he goes oh yeah and showed him how he did it and when he did that scene the screenwriters who weren't 100 percent sold on him that was when they're like i oh, know he's the guy like richard is the guy he knows yeah what, he, he gets the character he knows what and so so i don't know when they filmed that part if that was early in the movie uh but i can see them seeing that and saying okay i can see it because to me when you watch it i mean everybody can love jerry it's richard tyson that sells this film i mean even roger ebert who watched this he hated this movie he gave it one star he said this movie's terrible blah 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 uh attacked people that watched it like i mean he just did not like it or anything you can go to look at his review but he said i watched his review yeah but he did say the the, the underdeveloped character you know is buddy like he's Mm -hmm. like i want to know more about him And, and honestly when you watch it you're like I want a story about Buddy I want to but see more about him I think that's part of the problem with the film is
2: Jerry is lost under Buddy there like I mm. his character just doesn't it doesn't make it to the finish line for me didn't like Jerry and it. the story failed for me too but I, I think that it's <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: that and everything else failed for yeah, me yeah, yeah I looked I didn't I didn't care for this much wow. it had it had it had hope when I started watching it, it Me did. It, it fell apart the longer you watched it. It was almost like uh, uh, The Rookie. It's like everything that could go wrong happened uh, to him. It was, uh, it was very bizarre, uh, to say the least. Um, I did like the camera work. I did like some of the stuff they added in, but I think a little bit more dialogue and a little less everything. The sky has fallen down on this
0: one kid. It seemed over the top. Really? It, was, it was a bit much. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd agree. I think it's everything. Everything is over the top in this movie. <laughs> I, but I do enjoy it and everything like that. I love when he uh, goes out to his car and Buddy's beat him to it and stuck that knife in there. I mean, so to me, that's... Uh, I, I can't, go you, ahead. You hit on the car spot and I got to talk about it.
2: So they flash into w- Buddy has messed up his car so that he can't leave. He sabotaged his car. It's the most ridiculous... Again... I know it's nitpicky, but um, apparently, Buddy removed his entire distributor <laughs> with tools and everything and laid it on top of the intake manifold. So, if you know anything about cars, you know hey, get the apparently, ridge. he had his entire toolbox with him and then he shredded a, an additional wiring harness for no reason. It's so, brute force. Yeah. As a mechanic in my life, I'm telling you, that was a totally unreasonable scene. <laughs>
1: Okay, in my life of real bullies, they're not going to dismantle a car. <laughs> yeah. They would have whooped his tail in the bathroom, and it would have been over.
2: You know what else you can do? You take the <laughs> daggum switchblade, and you stick it in the tire, and you're done. You don't have to go and tear the engine apart.
0: You don't think you could take apart all that within 10 minutes of skipping class and then coming back? You don't think that you'd be able to do that?
2: Uh, well, technically you could because it was really all
0: – it was four bolts. But oh, I mean, Okay. Okay, looks like but Buddy he, could do it. He ran out to his car, which he was able to park in the very front. Like, he got the best parking spot. Do you remember that? No, okay. look,
2: they took some random wires and they shredded them and threw them on top of the intake manifold.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: it, w- it was terrible. Here's some extra copper for the yard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, with, with that. Okay, look, and again. I don't, don't want to mince my words. Because I've been being, I've been very <laughs> detailed in my critiques. Yes. Right? Okay. The movie was terrible, absolutely terrible. It's hilarious. <laughs> like You were I mean, a strange, this strange. Is, this kid. is so funny because I think this is
0: one of my favorite films. Like, I've, I've been love waiting this film.
2: for. I was waiting for it to end. Really? Yes.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: I could just see little, little eight-year-old Ash sitting in front of a TV, just <laughs> loving this garbage. I did. It was how, 10, how much but I of loved this
2: it? is nostalgia for you? And because like it doesn't connect granted i try to be fair because it's an older movie right so the it, it can't be a no i think movie i think honestly I, movie, but.
0: I think classic movies should hold up no matter what okay and so for me even even as a 10 year old i was probably 12 when i saw it it came out when i was 10. i thought it was phenomenal like i just loved it and everything but i love that bully aspect i love that he stood up to the bully he fights the bully at the end i love that everything went wrong I mean, I think that's great. I, it, and I love his best friend. His best friend goes and does this... Oh, yeah, that ins- curly-haired kid. Insane thing. By planting a knife. <laughs> which is stupid. And then that fails on him. And then he ends up... Uh, but at the end, he ends up jumping into the fight and everything. And so he ends up jumping in the fight. Totally just... My buddy just takes him out with no problem and everything like that. And so, I mean, there's so many things I, I do like about about the stand-up and, and, the, and, the, and the fights. And I like all the the... Just every class has a different thing that, that that comes into play, okay? Yeah. And it always fails him. No matter what he does, he fails him. So I don't know. I, for me, it's just it, maybe it was nostalgia that I love it, but I, I go back the problem is if you see something as a young kid and you watch it and you love it, it's still there, they and love so it's still there. and so for this one. This one did. This one held up for me. I didn't. I, I was. I loved it just as much. Uh, and the cool thing is, I watched this with my son. My son loved this. Like he thought it was great. Like he really. And he's about the same age as I was yeah. when I saw it. So he loved it because he recognized some of the the, uh, the ideas, yeah. those things that go on. And uh, but I'm sure my wife would think it's dumb. I, I get that. I think this is less a movie and more of a premise. Like mm-hmm. they started
1: with a good idea and just threw some filler in there and called it a movie. Because I do like the, the the bully aspect. I do like the realistic, you know, waiting for that. Now, granted, if they're going to wait till three, isn't that usually because you're going to fight away from the school? Or right after, you know, right. I mean,
2: if you're going to fight on campus, why I didn't why even wait? understand the three o'clock fight at all. It was like so he everybody hit him knows in the you get out at 3:30. and he's like, and now I have to make you pay for it. So at three o'clock, I'm going to beat you up, and I'm like. You already bashed him into the mirror, just finished beating him up. I don't understand why you're waiting.
1: Yeah, I think they could have done without. To so have a theory.
0: And look, and I'll, I'll go ahead and start laying it out and everything. And it's because he smiles at the end. It's because of uh, Buddy smile at the end. Okay? And so you see the very front, you see, again, I'm going go all the way back to the very front, you see that uh, the Gaston flag. And so you've got in your mind that, that you're supposed to stand up for what's right. You're supposed to not be run over, not be attacked and everything. And so this whole movie, Buddy is not, I don't think Buddy's the villain, okay? And maybe I'm insane by looking at this. I think—I don't know if that's what they were trying to I know to where do. you're going now. But here you have this guy. In the I, wrong direction. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm not disagreeing. I think, I look, honestly, I, I, but if you, want, if you look at it in certain aspects, look, I'm not saying this is 100% right. I don't even think they did that. But, if, but I, when I watch it, one of the things that's pretty funny to me is, who does he punch in this movie? He punches, he punches the principal, the principal puts his hand on him. And we got all these stories that he hit people before he had, he had knocked out. Now, we don't know how many are true because at the end, they always talk about Jerry and you start hearing yeah, their lies that. about Jerry as well. But who does he punch? He punches him. He punches the, uh, I mean, he punches, he punches Jerry, the jock. But yeah, but, yeah, but he doesn't like knock, he doesn't him knock him out like he does the other three. Okay. Right. And so he punches, the, he the punches jock. the jock and look, is the jock a good guy? I think Jock is one of the worst guys in the movie. I think he's way worse than Buddy. I mean, think about it. He was a mercenary. He's, he's a mercenary. Paid That's it he pay me. I'm not going to do this for because it's right. I'm not going to protect you or anything like that. Give me some money. I'll make sure you know. And then he keeps a hundred dollars. I know that guy tells him he can have a, a hundred, but he keeps a hundred dollars even though he didn't. What he guaranteed, he didn't do. And then he beats up uh, the Duke. Okay, I love the yeah. the character. Of the Duke is just—I mean, he's, I don't know who that guy is, but they throw him in, and he's only got two scenes. But he's so over the top with everything. <laughs> so, and then he comes so into the bad. end like, "I am going to fight you," and just Buddy knocks him out. Like, there's no doubt. So he, he just
2: got, looks like an angry Mister Clean. Yes, that's it. Yes,
0: it. he's so cocky though. Like he's he's more cocky than anybody in that movie and everything. What and does
2: he say when he leaves the uh, the, the the office? It's and he a, says like, "Duke out" or something. No, no, no. He says. You can't get anything past the dude. That's it. Yeah,
0: that, that arrogance and oh,
2: something. Yeah. You are like Who now he goes
1: you? on to do good stuff though. He goes on to, to be oh, in other good movies. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: he's in The Rookie. Oh, okay. Your of favorite movie? Well, I am just saying. This, I didn't recognize him at all.
1: Yeah, you know, this had a, this had a lot of similarities. He was in American Horror Story. I don't know. He's done a bunch of series stuff, but he's Sons of Anarchy. But he. he he plays authority figures at most all of them.
2: And that's what he symbolizes here, really. Right. Right, he just symbolizes the strong arm of the yes.
0: the enforcer. Yeah. And useless. Yeah. Right, and everything. But so you have those but He doesn't split, have a brain. He doesn't have a brain. He, you know, and but also the guy that he runs around with, he runs off like a coward at the moment like he he didn't stand up and fight. Like he's like I'm out. Oh, here. his yeah, the minute his Whatever the disciplinarian guy, I don't even, I don't I don't know what that was. I've I never had any that that school either. I ever went to or even school I visited, but And I they think used that
2: and the whole what did they call the sort of school for troubled kids? They called it continuation, Yeah, which is a term I had also never heard before. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Those, the, they handled, maybe that's normal other places, not in areas that we live in, but those terms, continuation in like the head disciplinary, and none of that made sense to me.
0: Well, and I don't know how, I mean, you I don't get know how many people they are, punch, right? and you don't get expelled. Like There's got to be a, a limit to this. Well, we know
2: modern day, you punch one. <laughs> yes, one you're One, that's how
1: yeah. many you get. <laughs> so I, just to put it in perspective, we said this movie came out in 87. Yes. Okay, so the guy that played Duke in 87 came out. He was in O'Hara, Hooperman, Death Wish 4, 3 O'Clock <laughs> High, Downtown, 300 Match, U.S. Marshals, and at the end of
0: 86, Dalton, Code of Vengeance 2. Wow. One, one year. <laughs> He's done a lot of stuff. <laughs> so Duke again. He's he's an over the top character. I, I, I'll, I'll say that. Never How say did you down. say his
2: name? Mitch, Pelegi. Pelegi.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
2: Don't be a Mitch.
0: So, but anyway, those three ball get knocked down. They get knocked out. I mean, I mean, lights out. They're all down. Uh, the only the one you see get back up at all is the uh, principal, and he just looks up and tells Jerry to keep fighting. <laughs> Not that he doesn't say that. Don't but, mess this up. Yeah, don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't so, but, PG this up. But who else fights him during that fight? Who else jumps in that fight? The that best girl, friend yeah. jumps in. Yeah, the girl jumps in, and think about the girl. He doesn't punch her in the face. He grabs her face and just yeah, pushes her. Yeah, he, yeah. he could have. I noticed that. Could have uh, The friend he just hits him in the uh crotch, knocks him out. But he could have punched him as well because that guy was all know, over he him. He, him. He, he grabbed and threw him. him against the. the
2: but van he didn't. And stuff, he didn't go but, Hulk. No, and, the van. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But he didn't go Hulk on those two. And then I don't, did anybody else touch him? I don't remember. If he the sister showed restraint touched him or anything. But he showed restraint on that, and then he went after, and he really didn't do anything and you're saying why i'm saying why did he do this and everything like that but he finally punches he finally punches jerry after jerry punches him in the nose and that's when he pulls out the what do they call them brass knuckles. the brass knuckles mm-hmm. he's going to i mean if he hits him with the brass knuckles that, that's it, it it's, and, it's, it's over but he's already but he he hits him right after that and Jerry takes a punch just like the other three, but he doesn't go down. Like he not gets knocked back. He actually I think I counted up. He falls down three times, but he gets up every time. And so I think that's a pretty neat thing if you think about this story. He gets up every time. They even ran across a hood, jumped on the back, did he? Yeah. <laughs> he does all these things. And to be the, the, the perfect part of that movie is when he pays off Buddy. Okay? This yeah, is yeah, what makes yeah. me love the movie. Right. Is he pays off Buddy and Buddy's like, This is who you are? You didn't even try. Like, I can't, I mean, but it, just was like at, of, it, it was
2: like a sign of, it was
0: like a wink to him in a way. Yeah, yeah, it was a challenge. It was the ultimate. Like, you are the weakest person yes. I've ever met. Yeah, And it's so neat. Like, he's been looking for everybody else's acceptance among all those people. Like, help me out, da, da, da. And it isn't until that guy says that to him that he realizes that his respect is the only respect he really, really needs. And so all of a sudden, that's when he goes to get the money back. That's when he says, hey, we're going to fight at three o'clock. We're going to fight. And I think yeah. that's an awesome scene. So, you think it's like. I think it's a. I think. He, you, you think it's a, the most
2: roundabout way ever for Buddy to give
0: Jerry the courage he's always needed. Have you ever seen any of these like uh, Quantum Leaps, Highway to Heaven, all those movies? The guy, the, the character would come in and he would challenge the guy to be better than he is. And then he'd go off to the next area. And we already hear about Buddy, about all these different schools he's been in. And so I th- also think that was overdone as well. So like in the beginning, <laughs> yes. how many people in the
2: school hallway are talking about the same exact thing yeah. all the time? It was just like yeah. they really played. Well it now after the
1: teacher scene, probably everybody was talking
2: about yeah, yeah, so the same so the thing in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. Apparently it was everybody in the school was talking
1: look, about. Look, the teacher look no, they well, didn't have text messages and social media. There wasn't a gathering of minds before school
0: did anything ever happen to you when you were in school or you know somebody and gossip was like that and it just ran wild and everybody was talking about it because i had that happen to me in school and it's insane how fast it travels like and, and it doesn't matter like everybody's like yeah you did that i do remember it, one. it just there was, seemed
2: unrealistic to me because it was like he's 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 beat up a, a, a football team a football coach he's beat up a. it was just went over and over and over and i was like oh, i would agree with you except yeah. for
0: the fact that he beats up he beats up Duke. He beats up the head jock. I mean, he does, and and he is a principal. I mean, that's insane and stuff like that. So, well,
2: I know that's was, why by the end I was like, this is not, this is not you reali- don't think that's realistic, realistic? at
0: all. Well, I, there's so many things that aren't realistic. If even if you look at it. like right. let's say let's say walking fair. around with a cigarette hanging out your ear. I, I was in school in '87. <laughs> I was in school. There, nobody had a cigarette hanging out their right. ear. Like right. I didn't see that. And I'm not saying in the north they didn't have that, but I don't remember any of that. And I'm not saying I'm right on this, but it, it is neat while the time the movie is over. Buddy gives that grin, and and the respect that he gets from that Jerry gets from Buddy. Just you see it in his face, it's like you earned this. You, you know, my job's done. He'll go fight somebody else and have rumor mill around him as well. And so, matter of fact, they're not talking about Buddy at the end; they're talking about Jerry. Yeah, because Buddy's, Buddy's in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy's in the new school. He's in the new school helping another Jerry. Yeah, schoolhouse. He's, on to, uh, the he's on to the
2: next Jerry. The next Jerry. I know that's his found theory. his purpose in life. Right. Well, that's now, what
1: maybe that was. His purpose. Now I like uh, Ash, I give it. I I like the the, the whole bully thing because bully I mean, bullies are around. They, right. they've around. They've always been around. I always be. I mean, adults get bullied all the time. I see it yeah. all the time. I mean, we we walk around and see people bullied, cut in front of lines in
0: stores. And, and it's everything. good to see
2: that comeuppance where they get what they yeah got it, coming.
0: You know. Yeah, I wish they had just done it a little bit more realistically. Okay, but there is a there is a uh, my bodyguard which it came out in 1980, and I've never seen that. Like I thought about putting that on here, like, well, let's do it, watching that one day Whitney because Houston, it deals man. with it deals with bullies as well, but it deals with them a lot more realistic. Okay, and so that might be one we look at in the future and everything. But this one clearly is a comedy. It's all set up to be a comedy, and so I, I, the only thing I would caution both of you is. It's a comedy, it's not a drama. And so it's meant to make fun of things. Is this one? Look, yes, this is all comedy. <laughs> you task. think it's comedy? <laughs> <laughs> dad, wait a minute. Are we still it's talking not about a comedy? This? Well,
2: <laughs> they should have planted their foot firmly in comedy, I think. They were a little too tentative with it. I don't know. It was too much drama. They were riding But the they fence. were really, I mean, because I knew it was a comedy, but I just knew that they weren't funny. Like, they. They weren't okay. I think it was comedy situations. Let's let's
1: break it down. Okay, if we break it down to concepts. Okay, no, it it was Fence Stradler, but it was good with a lot of the videography. It was good with the the clocks and the usage of time and showing the impending doom. It was unrealistic and the everything going wrong and why is an eight a.m. fight being put off till 3 p.m. in the parking lot with the whole school, half the staff getting punched out and everybody cheering. Somewhere in between is is the concept that could have been. It's not bad. I like, I like a good bit of it. I dislike <laughs> a good bit of it. I don't feel I wasted time watching it, though. Hmm. Would you so watch it again?
2: I probably would. I, would, I wouldn't watch it again.
1: But, I mean, it won't be for a very, very long time. It'll probably be, you know, like my grandkids feel like this is what movies used to be. Because, I mean, they are, they're over the top now. Movies now are just all CG and explosions.
2: I mean, even kids' shows are just way too much, you know. I, I think it was well produced. I think it was well made. I think the acting choices were perfect. I think the script failed a little bit. And I think the overall execution where it came together just fell flat for me.
0: I think for me, I think I could take out two things and that might help both of y'all. I would take out for sure the, the crazy girl that's his best friend. That made no she sense is to, to me. so insane. Like, what like, the heck is that? And even at the end, you're like, does what he is, get with her, the teacher? Or oh, does he go yeah, out with yeah, the, yeah. the cool girl? For our Can we talk about
2: the statutory issue that we have <laughs> here? Say, uh, <laughs> Can we talk about this?
0: Look. I, I had forgotten about that. I had forgotten so much about that. When that popped up, I'm watching it with my son. I'm like, oh, I guess i got to fast forward. It's hey. like in one day, he had that
1: whispering pretty girl that talked to him all the time. Yeah. I don't understand why she couldn't speak. <laughs> now, I want, I want to hear you. If Are you, you talking about it.
2: the one that rode with him in the car to begin with?
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about... Uh, You're what, talking about Karen uh, Clark,
0: the dream girl. Lisa, yes, Lisa the dream Clark. The dream girl, right.
1: You know, she had the two with her all the time, and she always whispered because she was apparently deaf or something.
2: So She had like three
1: lines. She had three lines, and they were all very, very hard to hear. (laughs) So she was making a play for it, which is weird. So one day, this guy has Dream Girl whispering to him, and then has that crazy girl with the long ears hanging on, him. hanging on him all over the place. And then he makes out with a teacher. Look, I was in high school. That
2: doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. And I was so confused. And I was like, who, who wins here?
0: I don't understand who wins. Here. My understanding is he goes home with anybody. Well, think about it too. He doesn't even like you, they, they set it up more for him being with a best friend cause she's always liked him and he's not realized that, that he likes her and then all of a sudden that teacher kisses him and then he just looks at the camera and it's over like that's how it ends it's like yeah. eh, i for guess i win the entire movie yeah.
2: they show he has no preference <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he does i mean he stammers when he's talking to the pretty girl so yeah. but like other than that you really have no clue he dismisses his friend girl you know <laughs> i think and it's he's a like, matter of schedule she's like it's time for us to bond <laughs> and he's like what do you mean, Bond? <laughs>
1: no,
0: he's like, okay, it is about that time, you know. It's <laughs> well, they, say, they say it's something about her at the thing. front, don't they? They say, "What is she going to be like today?" Like they don't know because she's insane. Like he knows that she's crazy. I think him and his sister talk about that, right? Yeah, on, be, on the way to, her like, house. "What's she going to be like today?" Her character
2: made no sense at all.
0: No, she doesn't fit in the movie at all. I agree with that. Well, I, I think why she stepped issue. in for Buddy. Somebody had to. She does, but they could have had Not a normal that. girl. I mean, he's a normal guy. Like I don't. There's th- not I a don't normal girl
1: in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're all hanging out with the other characters. There's not. You have a whispering all, girl. You he, have a teacher. The teacher is awful. <laughs> <laughs> the the hot for student teacher. <laughs> which I love. The front, the front of the movie says it was going to be. It's going to be one of those days. And and then that end of the, the the second day, which is the end of the movie. And he's like, it's going to be one of those days. Like everything's going to be great today. This is going to so. be one of those days where consequences
1: don't matter. So, yes, insane. To the dream insane. girl, just to go on, she does nothing with yeah, her career. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> she did,
2: I think she's was, whispers in two other movies, and that's it.
1: <laughs> her IMDb. Her last
2: the, move in Hollywood was to buy 30 reams of paper from Jerry. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and to whisper thanks.
2: Or 30 sheets of paper. I just couldn't understand. Her, her vocals in it was,
1: hey, Jerry, how
2: you doing? Yeah. What was the weird girl? What was her deal with the like communication with the dead? That
0: also did not. Yeah, that that would have gotten rid of that too. And I, I, like that. I didn't. Also, busting up the supply room and the cops just showing up like how did the cops not show up during the fight like they show up <laughs> five minutes after the fight i'm not saying there's not loose, a lot of loose ends in this there are but i still love it yeah but i just laugh at some of the insanity that, that happens through this I, I meant to bring this up and this is just some examples i thought were really cool that makes the movie interesting is if you notice every time he's in a different class they always have stuff going on that they're either studying or the, they're watching like one of them they're watching in the science. they're watching and it's like a Praying, praying man is it's killing. A scorpion. Is it scorpion? Okay, scorpion yeah. killing uh, a grasshopper. Yes, just destroying yeah. a weak grasshopper. Here's a scorpion killing yeah. it, and he's like,
2: internal panic is rising. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's that. And then I think, and they were they were talking about Troy and Achilles and all those kind of things. It was yeah. something.
2: Uh, and then he went to the pep rally, and they were destroying. That's right.
0: They were destroying the the. Uh, like, those are the most aggressive cheerleaders uh, you've ever seen. Pinata football yes. character. And they kick that head and it lands right, skeleton right in the I, yeah. I bet you hated that too. I thought that was hilarious.
2: It yeah. was terribly corny <laughs> and awful.
1: So, when this came to fruition, where everybody just thought, man, let's let's come up with a really good script for 87, and they were all sitting around this table, it's like everybody had a little bit of input, but nothing melded with anybody else's. It's like, we got to have this creepy girl that does seances we got to have the dream girl that's unobtainable and you can't hear you got to have
2: they the, were just the filling archetypes from, they were yeah, yeah
1: they you got to have the teacher from the breakfast club out of nowhere you know that kind of thing and yeah.
2: so you know that Spielberg was really attached to this film to begin with yeah and then sort of removed himself later on i think that he saw what was happening and like he knew the potential for the story and he knew the potential for the film and then see, he was pretty involved in choosing a lot of the characters and things like that. But after it come together, he pulled off, pulled his name off of it. And I, I have a feeling that it, it just, I mean, that's just a theory, but he saw its weaknesses and, and he moved away.
0: Yeah. I wonder if with him though, that, cause he had done the movies that he had done. Cause at that same year, I think he does, uh, um, and part of the sun. I think that's the the movie he directed in '87. I'm pretty sure that's what he directed in '87. And so, I, I just wonder if if it's pretty good his him. more wholesome movies. This didn't fit in with that on how it was. I, mean, I know he did Chernobyl, which you know is is a need to see, same property need to see and everything. But his, his his big stinker that he had was uh, was it 1943? Was that? He had a war movie that was just terrible. And so, yeah, I, I do wonder if it, for him to step back. I mean, he had some stuff that was really, really good. So, I don't know. I, I think overall, to me, the uh, I like it. I, I like the bully aspect. Again, I, I look at it through the uh, the eyes of Buddy, fixing him, fixing Jerry. Um, I think they could have done better casting on certain people. Uh, I don't think they could have got better first for Buddy. We talked about how he had been brought in like 14
2: times before yeah. they actually gave him the part. And I heard that it was because they knew they wanted him, but they couldn't tell him yet Uh that he had the part until they had everything secured until they had all the pieces in place. And so what they did was they just kept bringing him back so that he could perform with all the different Jerry's they were running through. Uh And so they brought in a a whole bunch of different ones. And, um, and so he would do different, he would act different scenes and, uh, do different castings with, all the different Jerry's until they found the one they wanted to use with him because mm. they knew they wanted him. Then they told him they had the part. That's why he came back so many times.
0: No, that's awesome. I, uh, knowing that and everything. Because I still think, I think that, and I don't want to attack Casey and everything, but I, I don't think he's the best. I don't know. There might have been better guys for, yeah. for that role. I'm not saying they. were. You know were. who they had in, up, up, up no. behind him? Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, really? Which is funny because Kirk Cameron came out with maybe the exact week before this, father and son. Oh, okay. Like father, like son. Mm-hmm. And so, which that does way better than this movie. Of course, Kirk Cameron is number one. I don't know time. if I could see this movie with Kirk Cameron. No, definitely. I think not. I could see it. In Michael J. Fox. You think Michael J. Fox could well, pull this off? That's. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he would have had better
1: facial expressions think for sure. So. I think he he's good in those high school roles back in the day.
2: Uh, Phil Janu, I think that's how you say his name. Phil Janu said that. Um, Steven Spielberg uh, in his sort of quest with this movie when they started out his goal was to search for the next Michael J. Fox it was like that was sort of the goal and they didn't really get what they wanted I don't think in the end now
1: now as far as Steven Spielberg that same year like you say, I looked it up so he did Harry and the Hendersons Inner Space Three O'Clock High Empire of the Sun Batteries Not Included and then that following year, Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
0: But those were mostly produced. I think he directed Empire. Yeah, those Empire. were. I don't know about the other ones if he directed. No, them. he's a producer on Empire of the Sun. But he oh, was he just direct a, Empire
1: of the Sun? It's got him down as a okay. producer credit. But he was okay.
0: just a
2: producer with this film as well. Right, right, right. He wasn't directing.
0: Right. But. So, but again, what's the other, What name of those films again? I know Empire of the Sun's great. Harry and Anderson's the an and Yeah. Uh
2: Interspace, Interspace,
1: Interspace is Sun. great. Batteries not included. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, They're making a second Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Right now, wow. it's scheduled. I hadn't heard that. With Spielberg.
0: But all those movies did phenomenal at the box office, except for this movie. That's the only one that didn't a really do good. Gremlins. And the third, Gremlins. I'm not even kidding. They can't do that. Yes, they're, Look, uh, it's on the list. Oh, that's great.
2: How did you guys feel about the sound score, the um, music used in the film? Oh... Uh.
0: I'd have to say forgettable because I don't Very remember much of it. I yeah. Mean, that's, and, but but just, everything in 80s was like that, right? It was. It was like all
2: the same Casio
0: keyboard. Which, <laughs> yes. <laughs> which if you listen to our intro and a and, uh, little bit of we we, we you did a good job, Chris, of putting it to, to make it sound like that 80s yeah. style. That's yeah. what I love about it is it sounds like all those, I mean, you could throw any soundtrack, you could sound any soundtrack just about on any comedy of any 80s movie with any other comedy of any 80s movie. They all just yeah exactly yeah, yeah. they all jump together it's, it's, agreed you listen and you're like it's retro enough which <laughs> which the sad thing is is you look at movies now and movies come out they'll use they use modern day artists they'd use those things and if they went back and put some of those I really feel like they took some of those music uh, of nowadays and put that on those some of those films would jump up I I tend to agree with you because the music is tough sometimes when you're just
2: listening and you're like it just it's so dated the music part you can't right bring to a modern understanding you know so you yeah, know like but some stuck. of the
1: old stuff you can use my like uh stranger things
2: man
0: i love the some of uh, the yeah, stuff that they do, turn turn, but yeah, they still made can't. it. They made it. They made it sound. But that they 80s did all their own kind of of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So But it, but if you use again, this is this is score, and so whoever's writing, and I didn't look it up, but whoever's doing that music, I mean, they're making it sound '80s, but they sound very similar. But if you're using actual soundtrack, then even if the movie is old, you can go back and be like, oh, that was an '80s song. I remember that. I, I love that song from the '80s. You know. Yeah. That, so I think. <laughs> I think when they go that, and I'm not attacking, but when they go that cheaper route where they just do the score, it does date it every time, like you say. You know? Yeah. Music by Tangerine Dream. Tangerine Train. Yes, Tangerine was Dreams.
2: Big. And then they had, yeah, they were. Yeah. And then they brought in uh, another artist, I think, to do the, to work with Tangerine Dreams. Some people seem to all of forget are, yeah. that it's such an important part of, Of the experience, you know?
0: It is, it is. And look, honestly, I I keep, you know, I make the argument back then if you at least put 80s, I don't know, Madonna or Michael Jackson or any of those songs in it, you know, or one-hit wonders. Yeah. Those hold, but if you get like a Hans Zimmer who can make a great soundtrack, I mean, that makes or breaks a movie. And I've seen movies and they're like, this would have been a great movie if you'd had a better soundtrack. Yep. You know, and even Exception's my favorite movie. And, and that's why, I, that's got to be one of the reasons. And then, and then Oricone's my favorite musician of all time. And every one of those Westerns, like you can watch some of those Westerns he did the soundtrack for. And the movie is absolutely terrible, but you'll sit there and watch the movie because you're like, man, the music is good. Oh, think, well, you know, I,
1: a, one, of, one of my favorite soundtracks back when I was in high school was probably Spawn. And it was because it was, oh, that was just the music. Song. I mean, the, Look, the movie wasn't great, but they had a very unique soundtrack. They right. would take two completely different artists and blend them together in a song, and it was memorable just because of the music. Yeah. But a lot of the '80s B or C. Well, a lot types, of the I mean,
2: like Sixteen Candles or like Breakfast yes. Club or whatever. They they just they they slap a pop '80s mix in, you know. And and expect it to stick, and some of them did. Most of them did.
0: You know, I mean, it was like rare. you dropped forty seven in the back. You got Breakfast Club, that that's that. You know, they're going to get Billy Idol. They end up getting yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Simple Minds, and that one stuck. Like right. that becomes this. I mean, they did nothing after that, but everybody knows that song. Like it's got to be the most memorable movie song of all time, right? Right. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. But see
1: those good ones though. They take the songs and they they find music tailored for that. That part. I don't think they took the time on this one. No. I think it's just, okay, that sounds okay. Well, they hired well, Tangerine
0: good. Dream and said, hey, play this, and this is going to be yeah. Your, yeah. yeah, but I mean, it, it's not tailored. And they came up with a song. To the, yeah, and something.
2: Tangerine, on the intro song, Tangerine uh, Dream worked with uh, Jim Walker. So, hmm. so I, don't, uh, uh, I guess he was
0: doing vocals.
1: So. I just think that if they had taken a little bit more time with this movie, that it would have turned out much better.
0: Have you guys ever seen Good and Bad and Ugly? No. No. Okay, the whole movie is set up to get to this duel at the end. But the, it's the mu- music sets it up. If they would have done that with this movie, where it would have been more focused on the music slash the cinematography. If they did it like
2: they did with the clocks and the time. Yes. I do they used the, music, the get back there. music to do that.
0: Yes. As it gets ready. So Okay. <laughs> I, I think y'all made some very valid points. Um, you dashed my hopes. I was hoping you guys would enjoy this movie, and so I would lie if I would say I'm a little bit sad that it uh, did not. <laughs> I enjoyed come watching to
1: it with the wife.
0: So, okay. I mean, that was something. Yeah, cause we, yeah. You know, uh, now I enjoyed watching my son. Like that was the first time he had seen it, and he he was he he thought it was pretty awesome. He, especially he enjoyed the fight scene. Like I think he the fight scene was kind of neat to him. And so,
1: well, during the bathroom scene, we had to kick the kids out. <laughs> I was like, if a man touches you in the bathroom, you whoop his tail, but you don't have to call him all these names. Yeah, we stopped the movie (laughs) at that point,
2: and then the kids went to bed, and then we moved and then finished watching it in the bedroom. But how
1: cool... Okay, I don't know if we mentioned this, but I did want to go... Okay, so at the end of the movie, when they start talking about the rumors about Jerry, I was getting a kick. There were, you know, oh, I heard he hit him with one punch, or he carries brass knuckles, and it was like... And I heard he ran into the classroom
0: and stripped the teacher down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like some fiend out of nowhere.
0: Uh, and you said this one made it made three and a half million dollars 3.6 million dollars yeah
2: but it cost uh, like five million dollars to make yeah it
0: was, a, it was a loss for him and probably killed some of these people's careers I mean honest yeah. to goodness I have no idea and everything but Richard Tyson Jerry Mitchell the those actors they kept going John Ryan Mr. O'Rourke he, he did a ton of stuff Jeffrey Tambor mm-hmm. he's most famous of all these and then Mitch Pileggi, I think he played the Duke and everything but, Casey Shishmishko or yes <laughs> Shishmishko
1: now, he went on to do quite a bit, too. I mean, he's not No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, yeah he's, he's still doing stuff. I mean, yeah, he's doing
0: absolutely. Awesome. I don't think Franny Perkins did anything <laughs> they were, outside of her weird role. And stuff. I, I told you
2: I listened to that um, reunion yeah. thing on YouTube, and they made some jokes about Steven Spielberg. Really? <laughs> yeah. So they started it, and they were like, all right, I think everybody's here. And they were like, no, Steven's not. Somebody said, oh, no, Steven's not. And the other dude said, oh, yeah, he'll be here soon. Uh, his chopper is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, I meant to say this: Alice Nunn, that would play the uh, nurse. Just so, just a little shout out. She's also the one that plays Large Marge in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And so, tell him Large Marge sent you. Yeah. So I, I thought we'd <laughs> need to give her a shout out. So she did do something, which I think that came out in nineteen eighty seven as well. So. Yeah, let's, let's go hey, ahead. I don't know what he played in, but wasn't that he looked famous
2: to me? Wasn't Jeffrey Tambor like a big Oh, yeah, he's big. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was in Rest Development. He's in a lot. bunch of stuff. I was going to say, I've seen that dude. Yeah. I never did look his name up, but... Yeah, yeah, he's
0: in a lot, a lot of stuff. He's probably, honestly, of all these, he's probably the most well-known mm-hmm. I mean, with what he's done. So, But I guess, I don't know how big he was back then, but he's he's done a lot of stuff. Matter of fact, there's one actor, the guy that directed uh, the Ghostbusters movie with the remake with the girls in it. The guy that did that... Uh, he's in this movie as well. He plays a, like a hall monitor or something like that. Would you recommend that people give it a shot just to, just to see, or do you say no, stay away from this? It's 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 terrible. So, Chris, I'll let you go first. Each of us give it different ratings, uh, and so but we're rating everything somewhere. It's going to be one through nine, and so just to, to see nine being perfect, one being that was terrible. It should be burned. So, Chris, what do you think? <laughs> Chris is thinking. He is sitting over there, deep in thought. I would probably give this a three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, three, and I'm guessing that means nobody. You would not recommend it, and you can give your last last opinions about it. You just you've, I, you clearly, I, I know I you can, hate this film,
2: but I can state my opinions. I think that my favorite parts about the film were the camera work and the use of themes yeah and um, yeah that was about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I don't have as much love for Buddy Ravel as a lot of people do and feel like he really was a good you know villain that stood out and was the star of the film he probably was the best character but that's just because he was in a mix of terrible characters like I mean he stood out but I don't think that outside of this he would have stood out
0: huh.
1: When I reached the end of this movie, I felt really, really bad because I saw the entire movie and my wife saw all but like the last 20 minutes. So she got to see the crappier part of a crappy movie, <laughs> the, the dysfunctional school without the dysfunctional fight. So I, w- I would give this movie, I'd probably give it a four just because I, I used to be in the habit of getting with some buddies and watching The midday HBO B roll movies. That's why I have such a love for Bruce Campbell. You know, I like that it's terrible because you can hold a conversation, you don't miss anything. Yeah. You don't have to go back and rewatch because it's simple.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I give it a four. Okay. Okay. Again, and I've said this as I watched it and everything. I saw this as a kid. I saw it at twenty 10 years old. I remember seeing this. I was more excited about this movie than most other childhood movies. Once I saw the preview, I was just like, "Okay, that looks awesome." I am so excited.
2: You started off with the strongest one. <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill Yeah, from here, all, yeah you guys are going to be in some bad shape and everything. But oh, no, I was so this pumped is about favorite. It. <laughs> no, it,
0: it wasn't my favorite. But as a kid, it was just so. I thought it was so good. And of course, again, I, you know, I'd seen bullies. I had to deal with bullies in that anticipation in your mind like you know and there was never a three o'clock and everything but anticipation I remember there was one time it was at the end of class and so I had to wait and I I just remember thinking okay what's going to happen if this happens this happens just kind of running through your head and everything and, and it turned out the anticipation was you know, nothing. I mean, it, it was just dumb to even think about it, but I think in our it mind, was worse than the... It event. was it was so much worse. And in this movie, it's so funny because 95% of the times we worry about something, nothing happens, yeah. so, right? I mean, on anything in our lives and stuff like that, but 5% it does. And this one, it clearly is going to happen. And so <laughs> I love that, that it's just driving toward that over and over. Everything fails. Everything makes And it does same. happen. It's and, not
1: some handshake in the parking lot, no. oh, you showed up. It's he, <laughs> he pulls out brass knuckles yeah, the, yeah. in high school to hit... The nerd that works at the bookstore. Right,
0: and it was like he was going to punch everybody that got in his way to get him or knock him down. So, for me, the the fight makes it great. I I, I like that there is a character arc. Uh, the, you know, Jerry's not the same person he starts out the day with. And the next day, he is heroic. I do find your theory fascinating. So, I, so yeah, that's just the theory. I, I'm not saying it's right or anything I like, like that.
1: But. I like that part. Now, if he start with his A game, I guess next week we're doing documentaries. <laughs> so where we're going. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're, Trip we're doing, to the Planetarium We're doing animal. Mano's Hands of Fate <laughs> next week So, Just was, That is the worst movie of I'm all time I'm going to be so,
2: straight up with you <laughs> I we start. I started watching a couple of uh, previews, like trailers, of yeah. things you had like said thrown out there that were coming
0: possibly. Yes. So you, we can go ahead and tell everybody. Yeah. Let's talk so. about a couple of those. Uh, one next of this, week. Next week we're going to do Last Starfighter. Okay. Yeah. And I know that some people out there probably have seen that before, um, but I love this movie and and actually Brody's seen this movie as well. He likes this movie. Um, <laughs> Guilty pleasure. It's guilty pleasure. And I don't think this, you know, it's one of those things. So if you want to watch it before we get to it, so yeah, jump in there. Go ahead and watch it. Last, uh, It's got Lance Guest in it. He does a great job. But um, watch I, that. I'm going to try to go into these movies with an open mind. I really You're really gonna am. have to. I really, really am.
2: <laughs> but like, so we watched this movie and me, both me and my wife were like, okay, I'm glad that's over. And... <laughs> and <laughs> So then I was like, well, let's see what else we got coming. So then I like played the trailer for like The Last Starfighter, and she just looked at me. <laughs> and I oh, looked yeah. at her, and I was like, I don't know. I got to do it. <laughs> Old school sci-fi.
0: Well, 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 let me say this. Even this, though. Even if you didn't like it, was it neat to analyze it? Now, you're not going to be able to analyze The Last Starfighter and say ships aren't made like that, even though you are a mechanic. So that's not, <laughs> not going to be able to be part of it. But clearly, I, it's an 80s movie. Yeah, the, I mean the, the, I think
2: y'all can tell and I just said y'all you know where I'm from now so I think you guys can tell I, I paid attention I I did give it a fair shot I think yeah, I and think so I watched it from beginning to end I I listened to people talk about their experiences on the set and I analyzed the audio and I I mean I really I was the first time I watched it I did it just from an experience experience standpoint like i didn't overanalyze it you know i just wanted to experience the film and and it fell flat for me then and that's how i knew okay well now i can start to tear apart why i feel this way
0: no i think that's great and honestly again we one of the things that we made we talked about as we sat down and talked about the idea of this was you don't have to like it because i like it i mean you don't matter of fact your opinions did not change how i love this movie it doesn't and i think that's what I think that's what movies should be able to do if you watch a movie and everything. And and it reaches us different way. And I think that was one of the reasons I was glad you were watching it. the reason why Brody watches it is we're all looking at different things when it comes to these films.
2: I think that I have been corrupted by, by modern films. Mm. I, I don't experience films the same way that I used to back when gremlins came out. You know what I mean? Like I, they have upped their game so much. A lot of them fall flat now because story writing is so terrible. But, <clears throat> and character development is so abysmal. But as far as production quality, when production quality suffers, which was actually pretty good in this film, I was glad to see that. But my tendency to dislike older films is because of production. Okay. That's why I struggle with it. So, and we knew this going into this podcast you and I had talked about this before that I just older films just really did not interest me at all and it was that was partly the reason
0: okay well and honestly when it comes to last Starfighter I think one of the things if you're watching all Star Wars you watch Starfighter as and I know we're not talking about that but just as you watch that one just realize the production's going to be different because they didn't have the ability to do certain things so I give this film an and eight. budget too I mean Star yeah. Wars
2: came out before it it did yeah and had better. It does, but if certain you look at scenes, certain things,
0: like, I mean, there are blue dots and red dots, and they're just pushing buttons. I mean, it looks way right. better what they can do now. Right. If you go back to the 60s Star Trek right. and some of the things you see. Yeah, i I got to be fair and not, not judge their CG quality. Yes, well, but still, do you enjoy the film? Even if that, that hurts, I mean, it's it's up to you, because there might be listeners that that's what they're looking at, so they sure. might not want to watch sure. anything. But I've, I've even though with all that, I wonder, I feel like maybe, maybe you hated this movie. I get that you hated this movie, but... <laughs> Fairly, fairly <laughs> well, certain. Yeah, 100% certain. <laughs> but
2: I like how he still holds up some kind no, of no, hope. I don't, I don't, I don't think you hate hope. it, guys. I think you just,
0: you're you're leaning in that direction. I, I would ask this one last question to you as you as we walk away. Okay? And watch this watch as walk, I think in front of your eyes. You love I've got, got a gun movie. on y'all right now. You better like this, okay? <laughs> um, no, I give this film an eight, but I, I, I would just ask this question. And this is how a lot of times I judge a good film and a bad film. And then... You know, if I walk away from a film and I never think about it again, then it was a bland film. Now, if it was a terrible film, you know, I'll think, man, why did they do that? That was so stupid and everything like that. So sometimes I don't regret those if it was – because I'm like, that was kind of – I started thinking that. But if it was a film that I really enjoyed, I still think about some of those things. Man, they did that. That was really, really cool. And it's weird, those the movies that that's come out of, that I never would have thought that was a really interesting movie, even though it really made me think. Does that make sense? And so I feel like with – Hopefully – Hopefully, some of these things, Yeah, I feel like with this movie, this is what I love, is that you'll think back again. And and again, I love the Buddy. The Buddy character is just one of my favorite characters. I mean, he, he is like, I don't know, he's kind of like, I know he's the bad guy. He says like everyone hero. that meets him on the street knows him as Buddy Robert. Yeah. That's, yes. and that's so, who he yes. is. And so, I mean, that's who he is. <laughs> and so, I mean, is. And, and so I, honestly, I, was, I actually was looking like, man, if we ever get big on this pod how can we get Buddy? Because I just want to interview him with this and like us be able to sit down and talk to him he's and say, never gonna he's do never going to do it. But what he's so cool is to be able to talk to, to, to Richard Tyson and say, man, that role was really, really neat that you did.
2: Come on that podcast where the dude said you your character was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make him sit right between you two. <laughs> sit right between us. Hey, now,
1: I know. I, I lived in Mobile in the early 90s.
0: Oh, you might have known him. Yeah, uh, so he may, he, I wonder if he ever moved back. I don't know. I know it's not if he was, it, there was smart. something I read that his brother yeah. went for like an office down well, there. What do you mean? Okay. I can't stand mobile. Yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> no. Well apparently
2: we're not in Mobile, you, people. What do you mean? What you stayed in California, that's yeah. better than mobile?
1: <laughs> no. That's why I got out. Now I will say this, I'm not like Chris. I going back to the older movies for me is is a lot about seeing how things have progressed. Mm. It's it's almost like the audiophiles that, that love records, love vinyl. That kind of thing. I like seeing mm-hmm. what they did with what they were able to work with, you know, whereas now it's just, it's all about computers and CG and explosions and budget, yes. and, and it wasn't like that before. And I get to the point to where that's too much. It's almost like sensory overload, trying to watch a movie anymore. It's just, everything's blowing up. Right, moving.
2: like a Michael Bay film with like <laughs> 10,000 missiles flying it's like, everywhere. Yeah. Well, you said
0: it best, Chris. The stories. I mean, it, 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 there's not hardly any new stories now. There, uh, and so I, I agree with what you're saying, there, there, uh, Brody. That I think there is a lot of good stuff back in there. Even some of the movies. Mean you talked about that we disagreed on. That's the storyline. Even though the movie might be terrible, the storyline was good. So, I think that's all that we have for today. I think that's all. We, I yeah. think we've killed this film. And we've, so go watch <laughs> the last Starfighter and. Come back next time. Maybe. Go watch The Last Starfighter and go see Three O'Clock High because yes. it is terrific. At I least mean no. one of us. No, don't. And, uh, do and just that. give it a chance. See what you think. We'd like to see. <laughs> see if you think it's terrible. We'll put it out. Yeah, so come be... on our Facebook page and
2: tell Ash how garbage this film is. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I
0: think that's great. Uh, well, for Brody, for Chris, and myself, Ash. Um, do we need to say what we're... our things? Anything we're doing? Ash underscore... Uh, Roundtable. Yeah, That's you, can, Twitter, yeah you, you can. Yeah, you can Twitter or whatever. Um, we'll have more for you guys um, as we progress and everything. And uh, we're glad you're here. We hope you have a good day. Yeah. So we're out. That's it.